Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today's going to be a bit of a special episode. A friend of mine gave me this idea and it's honestly one of the best ideas I've ever had to talk about because not only is it one of my favorite subjects, I've actually been near this location. We are going to be talking about the notorious Sherman Ranch, also known as Skinwalker Ranch. There's actually an entire TV show based on it. I believe it's a movie now, a horror movie. A lot of things happened on this ranch, but I'm going to dive more into that a bit later. All right. This is actually one of my favorite topics, um, not to talk about on a podcast, which I've, uh, this is my first time doing this. This is a topic that I like talking about in person. And I'm actually surprised that I just found out about this place because I've actually been here and didn't even realize. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch is a place in Utah. Let's see here, what's it called? Utah. Yeah, wrap your, uh, wrap your head around that. Utah, Utah. Or is it Wintah? Winta, U-I-N-T-A-H. I don't know, man. It's hard to pronounce. I've actually been to this location. I stopped here at a pilot just near there off the I-15, and I was not even aware of the history of this place. But as soon as a friend told me about it, it sounded familiar because I've been to the location. Not the specific ranch, but I've been to the, the town that it's located in. And I did not know about it because this um, Skinwalker Ranch is actually really interesting if you look into it. For those of you unaware of it, Basically, a skinwalker is, in Native American tradition, is basically an old, I would say a witch, that became a little too powerful and is now basically walking amongst the animals and is, um, I, I would, it's really hard to put into words. If you think about it, think of a shapeshifter, basically. That's a good word. A shapeshifting witch with supernatural powers and is unable to die, or at the very least, unable to be killed, as far as I know. But the, pl the reason this place is so interesting to me is because there's been actual research done. There's been legitimate um, people going out there trying to figure out what happened in this ranch because it's just beyond explanation. Well, I guess one of the most famous ones is actually right here. She sent me a video, Tales from Skinwalker Ranch, and it is great. It's by Bedtime Stories. There's a, it's a three-part series, and it's honestly worth a watch. If you've got, let's see here, if you've got a free hour to listen to it, Check it out. It's amazing. I love every bit of it. This is not a recent topic. This is kind of old. So I'm basically enlightening people on the subject because I'm I'm very interested on it on on my own. And as of let's see today. Here we go. To my friend who recommended it, um, I greatly appreciate it. I'll give you a shout out. Um, if you want, I'll let them, I'll let them know where your Instagram is if you want them to follow you. It does look like it's private, so probably not. But either way, thank you a million, a million times over for telling me about this subject because it's, um, again, a place I've been to, didn't know the history behind it, but that might be a topic that, that enlightened me too, because now that I know that there's so much rich history in this location, I, I'm going to want to go back and check it out myself, see what I can do if by any chance I, I can. <laughs> Okay, so the specific location is just a few miles north of Salt Lake City. So if you go to Salt Lake City and you go up north, let's see, just east of Bear River Migratory Bird Refuge. Well, if you go there, you've gone too far. Turn back around. But it's just north of Salt Lake City and it's in U-I-N-T-A-H County. Oh, it's off the I-84 as well. Wait a minute. Dude, I, okay, wow. First off, I'm a little creeped out. I did not know about that. The fact that I slept there once um, is surprising. I'm not going to say I felt any paranormal activity there, but that's, that's kind of creepy. I never really talk about skinwalkers because, quite frankly, they're really, they're really a rough topic to talk about, mainly because just mentioning them is going to get you a little, um, a little haunted. So if I disappear next week, just know this might be the reason. Either way, it's going up. I don't care. For those of you who believe in aliens, wormholes, cryptics, and hell, I'd go as far as to say the Chupacabra. This might be an interest to you because this place is actually well known in Utah, but I did not know about it, so I didn't ask any locals. This is just now me asking. 
Um, I'm doing my own research right now as I speak to this. On the fly, I'm looking at it. I'm going to have to check out this book called Hunt for the Skinwalker. It's by Colm Keller and George Knapp. Let's see here. There's many phenomena that took place at the Skinwalker Ranch. This is only one of the most well-known ones. There's actually a famous photo that came out of a mutilated baby cow with no blood on it whatsoever. This was done in broad daylight, just a few feet away from the farm, uh, the farmhand. Now, this guy was um, this guy was tending to his cattle, and this 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 baby calf was actually alive and well. In fact, they were tagging it as it happened. No one knows what happened, or what um, what could have possibly caused it. Obviously, that's one of the reasons that this place is so well known, is because they have such creepy shit always happening there. And honestly, that's that's terrifying to me, because I grew up. Here, you know, with a with the Mexican culture, we have things like the chupacabra, la llorona, things like that. Um, I might talk about those two later as well. The chupacabra is obviously the one of the most well known. I don't hear it talked about all that much anymore. The chupacabra is basically a, a bloodsucker that hides in the woods, and at night will come out and it'll start draining the blood of your sheep. I mean, now that I think about it, logically speaking, it's probably just a bunch of ticks that are out there, right? I mean. You can't get all the ticks off of an animal. Have you tried it? It's really hard because they'll always come back. And here's the thing, right? Let's see. A remote property in northern Utah has been described as a Disneyland of paranormal and supernatural phenomena. A case that has turned the head of even some of the most ardent of skeptics. We recount the tales of the Skinwalker Ranch. I love this. I love this description. It is so accurate. The more I heard about it, the more I started looking into it. I started Googling it, um, going on all these websites, learning about all the stuff that happened there. And as soon as I found out that even some of the hardest skeptics went to this ranch and they were turned away, they said, um, like, they didn't know how to describe it. In fact, most of the natives from Utah actually refused to go to this place because it's believed to be in the path of what's called the Skinwalker. That's why it's called the Skinwalker Ranch. And again, I already went into detail what a Skinwalker is. More details on that later. But what surprised me the most is that even to this day, people from Utah, especially natives, they won't go near this place. Not at night, not in the morning, doesn't matter. That's what surprised me. Because usually when you hear creepy stuff, you think, okay, just don't go at night. Obviously, it's terrifying and so on and so forth. But when something's so terrifying and paranormal that you can't go there in the day, you know some shit is going down there and you have no idea how to explain it. So this story actually starts when uh, Terry and Gwen Sherman and their two kids moved in. But the thing is, the previous owners had abandoned the, uh, the property seven years ago. They just left. They just completely packed up shit and ran out of there. They could not deal with all the paranormal stuff that was going on. So they just abandoned the property and eventually sold it later. And what surprised Terry and Gwen about the property is that it was found with several deadbolts in the front and the back door, but not just outside, also on the inside. Almost like they were trying to keep something out or trying to keep themselves safe. Imagine walking into a house and there's deadbolts everywhere, not just on the front and the back. You know, not just for, um, not just to keep intruders out, but to keep you locked into a house as well. Like, let's say you're in your room and you deadbolt um, on the inside. They were trying to keep something out, whatever it was or however many things there was. Okay, I'm actually starting to get creeped out by talking about this. Um, my room suddenly started getting colder. I have no idea why. <laughs> okay, this is this is creepy talking about it. I, I this is this is why I can't fucking do this shit. Okay, let me try to regain composure because I, I, I don't know why it's just started getting chilly in the corner of the room. Fuck that, dude, seriously. Okay, Um, the, the home was found deadbolted. We already know that. With heavy chains as well on the front and the back. God damn, why is it so cold? I guess because it's the 1st of October. Um, at the time of this recording. I just thought, hey, it's October, let's do some creepy shit. But now I'm starting to regret it because I'm a bit of a bitch. Um, anyway, the family was actually greeted by a wolf when they moved in. Um, you heard that right. Usually you get wild dogs on a property this big. That's not a surprise. That, that happens everywhere. That happens here. We got coyotes running around everywhere. We got wild dogs. Um, but the thing is, this wolf was massive. Obviously, most wolves are massive, so that's not really a surprise. But 
what isn't common for wolves is to walk up to you which it happened in the entire family at this point when that's happening the entire family's moving out of the house they're unloading their truck um let's say let's say you've got a big u-haul outside and you're you're taking shit down you're moving to your new house and a giant fucking dog walks up to you this is a wolf by the way a wild wolf it's got no chains on it it's got no tags and it's very friendly to him which is actually one of the signs of a skinwalker now that i mention it they never mentioned that it was a skinwalker but that's one of the details about it um because remember they could shape shit and the thing is this wolf um they described it as very intelligent so i walked up to him there um i believe it was gwen or no it was terry who stuck his hand out and actually pet the dog you know it was acting like a regular ass dog and that's fine that, that'd be cool too that's like a that's like a jungle book moment right there something out of a disney movie um unfortunately this family has cattle so the moment that a wolf turned around and saw a baby cow there on the premises it attacked it and it was just tearing it to pieces and terry at this point yelled at his son to go inside and grab his, um, I believe it was a 308, a big gun, basically, a big caliber gun. He shot the wolf, hit it point blank. It was not even that far. He hit it, and it didn't react. So he shot it again and again as it was mauling the fucking cow to death in front of the entire family, mind you. They just moved in. They still have their stuff outside. They haven't even moved in yet. They're shooting the shit out of this big ass wolf with a 308. It's not dying. I'd say about five, six shots were shot directly at it. One of them taking out a piece of the dog's um, flesh. And it just stopped mauling the cow and it walked away casually. Like nothing happened. It didn't even limp away. And it was, it was shocking to them because the thing is, okay, this is day one. They already know about all the stuff, but they're skeptical, so they move in. Good for them. Um, first off, I don't know. I mean... Why would you move into a place like that? I, I, I'm shocked. The funny part is Terry and Gwen Sherman actually thought that this place would be a very fun ranch to grow cattle in and to have their kids in. But I'm, I mean, they were in for a surprise for sure. This was just the first day. And not even to mention the first night, um, Gwen actually had, um, she actually came out later and she admitted that she saw a bunch of paranormal stuff happening. Uh, she goes into more detail later, but Gwen Sherman, uh, Terry's uh, wife, she starts saying that she would um, she would take a shower and she'd have her, uh, her towel there and her brush, her hairbrush, and she would get out of the shower and there would be no towel there, there'd be no hairbrush, everything would be moved around. Terry himself eventually came out and said that he would, um, he was putting up new fence posts and he's using all these tools, um, you know, to put them up. He would turn away for a second and they would just be gone. They would be found days later hanging from a tree uh, there was a piece of equipment that was about 70 pounds flung into a tree nearby. That's that's pretty damn heavy. I mean, even if someone was just pranking the guy, which honestly, if you moved into a new ranch, I'd probably be fucking with you too. I mean, welcome to the neighborhood. But that's just one of those things that was happening on the ranch. Things would go inexplicably missing, and then they would appear a few days later in a completely random place, maybe on the roof, in a tree, in the, in the garage, I don't know, it doesn't matter. It would just appear in random locations. And w what is it with fucking ghosts messing with people, dude? Like, I don't get it. Like, let's say there's some, um, let's say you go to a house that is haunted and you're drinking some tea and you put it down and then the tea is gone. And it's like, what the fuck? I was drinking that. I'd be pissed with the ghost. I'd throw hands with the fucker any day of the week. Uh, not right now, because I'm, I'm still concerned about the cold spot in the, in the house, because, oh God, fuck. <laughs> Um, I'm like expecting that halfway through the sentence that the power goes out and shit happens. You know, that's, that's, I'm on edge right now learning about this because, um, I get excited about stuff like this. This is, so, uh, this is really, this is a fun topic to talk about, especially right now. Uh, by the way, happy October for everyone listening. Poor Terry, man. Imagine shooting a dog so many times that a chunk of its flesh falls out and it still walks away like nothing happened. That's basically what happened to this guy's, um... In this guy's experience i sympathize with him too because it's i don't know we deal with coyotes out here not not us personally we don't have any um we don't have any cattle and thank god because honestly some of the stuff that happens at a ranch is already weird to begin with that's why i'm 
that's why I like this topic because I have some experience with it. Like for example, um, I hope he doesn't mind me telling him this, uh, telling you guys this. I'm not gonna name names just in case. He knows who he's, he knows who he is if he's listening. By the way, one of my coworkers walked into um, walked into this uh, what's it called, a scale house that we use for the trucks. And the one that he walked into in particular didn't have any lights. And he's always paranoid um, when it's dark like this. So am I. I'm always paranoid about dark areas. He turns on the flashlight of his phone and there's a fucking crackhead in the place. And the funniest part is that he didn't determine right away that it was a crackhead. Um, but he just saw the meth pipe right there on the on the table. And obviously, I, I feel like he must have had a heart attack. Honestly, if it were me, I would have shit myself. Honestly, point blank shit in the trousers just running down my leg it would have been disgusting but uh, back to back to the skinwalker ranch so terry after shooting at the wolf that had just attacked his cattle uh he got his gun and i believe it was with his father at the time who they were helping him move uh they were actually ran after the wolf they followed the prince and at some point the prince just disappeared that like they vanished these are massive wolf prints, and at a certain point, they get to a they get to an opening in the field. Uh, if you've been to Utah, you know what I mean. Just open fields everywhere. It's beautiful, um, but not when you're chasing after a skinwalker wolf who just attacked your livestock in front of your family and mauled um, a baby cow to death. That that's pretty fucked up, really. But anyway, he runs after the wolf. Um, no paw prints to be found after a certain location. It's almost like the wolf just disappeared or it it jumped. That's the thing he was going on. He thinks that it jumped and he couldn't find the prince. That's honestly more logical than anything. I don't know a wolf that could jump so far that you can never see it again. But, I mean, if I ever see a wolf jump and it just starts flying away, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely tell you guys. God damn. All the stuff that happens on this ranch. I need to go out there and see it myself eventually. Because it's in a place I'm already familiar with. So I just want to go out there and verify. I've always been the skeptic. I've always been the one who looks at things and is like, nah, bullshit, bullshit, you know? But apparently this place turns skeptics into believers, and so has every other place that I've seen on my own. Good for you, I guess. I wonder what I'm going to do for Halloween. Probably something crazy. Another thing that's common amongst stories like this is there's always some unexplicable light source off in the distance, and then it just flies away. Well, guess what's in this fucking story? Terry saw that and he thought it was a hunter. He was actually walking towards them. Um, he said he had seen it the night before. He didn't think much of it because in a big place like that, you often see um, you, you often see people like get lost and they, they just won't be able to find their way out. Uh, so te that's what Terry was banking on. But he saw it for the second time. He saw what he thought was truck headlights. That's what he said himself. Until he ran towards them and they flew off. Just straight up. Yeah, okay, sure, whatever, Terry. Um, another incident that happened at this place was during a heavy snowfall, which in Utah isn't that common, but it happens, you know? It's fucking nature. Um, he had to run out and he had to hurdle up the cattle. Basically, he had to get him back into the pen because it was super heavy, so he couldn't see anything. And one of the cattle had run off, but the thing is, the cattle ran. Like, it was running away from something. Usually cattle don't do that when it's snowing. So, that's obviously a big red flag for him. He ran after it, followed the trail, and again, it disappeared. But, here's the thing, right? When it comes to heavy snowfall, I've been in it before. So, if there's tracks, animal tracks, on the snow, um, on, on snow while the snow is still falling, obviously they're going to disappear. But the thing is, it's like, it's like the cow was running, and as it was running, it was vanishing. I've never heard of that before in my life. I think that's fake, honestly. On like I'm de dead ass. Like I'll, I'll have to ask him in person if I ever meet Terry, um, if he's still alive. This happened, I think in '97, 1996. There we go. This only happened in 1996. Uh, I was born in '97, so you know maybe that'll happen. <laughs> oh, uh, fun fact about my birth. Um, the month that I was born was the event of the Heaven's Gate mass suicide. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a fun topic. March of 1997. That, that's when that happened. 
that's another thing I might um, talk about later. I know a lot about these cryptic things. This is just the, the newest one. That's why I'm really excited about it. The Skinwalker Ranch. All right, let's go, Terry. Let's see what else he did. You fucking wild man, dude. If I was if I was in his position, if I was where Terry was at now with a gun running after a wolf, I would not I would not have done that. I would have pussied out for sure. Terry, my man, Terry Sherman, you got some fucking balls, dude. I swear to God, I'll buy you a beer one day if I see you. On that same night that he was chasing after the cow that disappeared, he actually um, saw some lights in the distance. This is Terry again. Um, he walks, he walked towards him as quietly as he could because the thing is, previously the night before when he saw the lights that just blew off, um, he was actually running really loudly, like you know, loud footsteps. You know when you're running and you hear the, you hear your feet just crunching on the sand. That's what gave it away. That's what he thought anyways. He got really close to these lights for once because he was sneaking at this point. The only problem is at one point he let out a gasp when he saw the lights and they actually aimed at him and then they slowly flew back. This is his retelling of the story. Uh, I'm, I'm generalizing most of it. The thing is, this is really good. This is really good shit, honestly. Um, but that's what happened in on the same night that the cattle went disappearing. Um, a number of other cattle were actually mutilated. Very, very... How do I put this? Um, surgically? I guess that, that's, that's the word. With surgical precision, these animals were mutilated in broad daylight or at night. Either or, basically. That's what happened in this place to Terry and his wife and his, uh, his family. They had to witness it. I'm not... I don't know, man. The more I look into this story and the more I remember some of the stuff that I've seen out here, it's not too uncommon for weird shit to happen at a ranch, uh, especially in some place as desolate as Utah. Now, this guy wasn't in the city or anything. He was out in the country. I'm a country boy myself. That's all I'm saying. But I, I, um, I remember something similar happening out here, happening out here um, in the valley where some guy's cow was dragged out into the field and it was eaten by a pack of wild dogs, but it wasn't determined until later when they found the corpse of the animal, just guts and blood and shit everywhere. That's what surprises me about this, because usually if it's an animal dragging a cow away, you will see blood and you'll see entrails, you'll see paw prints. They'll make a mess. They're not picky eaters either. They have to kill the animal. They usually do it in a pack. If it's coyotes, they have more trouble doing it because they have to do it on their own. Coyotes will go for smaller things. Wolves will hunt in packs. And Utah does have wolves, so that's the thing. When he mentioned the size of the wolf, he made it um, exaggeratedly big. But the thing is, if you've ever seen a picture of a wolf, there's a famous one that came up on Reddit where a wolf is sitting down and a lady's next to it. The wolf is actually taller, like way taller, even when sitting down. And the woman is five foot six, I believe. And the thing is, wolves have massive heads. You know, they have really big heads because they got big mouths. And all those mouths, man, I mean, Jesus. But a single wolf that's bulletproof and can disappear, followed by inexplicable lights in the distance floating off. And I don't know, that's creepy. The thing I don't like about these YouTube um, these YouTube channels is sometimes they try a little too hard to be scary. Me, I'm just up in front, like, yeah, this shit happened. That's what this guy said. Go check it out. This is where it happened. You know, that's me. I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna say, pull up a chair, put on your fucking AirPods, I don't know. Beats by Dr. Seuss, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean, consumerism is awful. Um, but this topic in particular is fun to me just to talk about. I know I'm going off rambling a bit, but there really isn't much that happened that you haven't heard a million times before in other horror stories. That's kind of the problem with it, is that when I hear one horror story, you, you've pretty much heard them all. The only difference is in this place in particular, um, you can go visit it, actually. So if you want to look it up, go to, let's see here. What was it called again? Son of a bitch, I had it here. There it is. Go to Sherman Ranch in Utah. Anyone from Utah listening, go up there. If you're a native, even better. But that's the one thing natives don't fuck with, the skinwalkers. Because um, I'm not going to say they can verify that they're real. But there's definitely more than one encounter with a skinwalker. And the Navajo and the natives, they, they know all about that. What what I don't care too much about in this story is that Terry goes off saying that he saw some extraterrestrial lights and the surgical incisions on his animals and stuff. I see that, 
and okay I'll, all right all right there's another part of the story where later down the line he has four bulls and that's the thing he only has four of them they're for breeding purposes most of the cows you'll have they'll all be female uh the bulls were the only male on the property males whatever um but his wife actively said i sure hope those bulls don't go missing and guess what fucking happened yeah exactly big shocker there um I don't know. I hear that part of the story and I think, okay, that's, this is starting to read like some HP Lovecraft shit. HP? Yeah, HP Lovecraft. Shout out to HP Lovecraft. That guy's the best. My leg fucking fell asleep. This is the part of the story I love, actually, of what I'm about to talk about. Also, my leg fell asleep again. What the hell's going on? So, further down the story, there's actually a part where um, Terry's confronted by, of all people, let's see here. What's his name? Damn it, what's his name? There we go. Robert Bigelow. Basically, this is a billionaire who assembled a team of scientists, um, nuclear physicists, basically a bunch of really smart people. You get the drill. And these people came onto the ranch eventually and started doing tests, not only on the soil, but on, their, on, on the family itself. There we go. They were doing what's called... They were doing tests to make sure that the family wasn't crazy and what they were seeing wasn't um, a hallucination of some kind. What they did is they would test the soil. First, they made sure there's no gas leaks. They would do... Um, damn, I forget what it's called. Basically, you know what I mean. They're testing the family, making sure that they're not seeing shit or they're not hallucinating. And it was determined that, yeah, that didn't happen. But what surprised me, this is something I didn't know about myself. Um, they checked for tectonic... Uh, tectonic plates or seismic activity because apparently during an earthquake you'll actually see lights in the sky which I was not aware of actually that's kind of cool to find out I found this out based on this story and if this story is false then I mean shit <laughs> still entertaining as hell to watch isn't it but no this guy essentially uh, put together a team of scientists they all went out there to, um, to look for what's the word viable answers to everything that's going on basically uh, they're, they're a team of skeptics. This is the quote-unquote skeptics that were turned away kind of thing. On the, on the topic of skeptics, though, there was one thing that Terry brought up only once and then never brought it up again. And this is something that I'm going to start bringing up because now I'm actually wondering what the hell's going on. The thing is, when Terry bought the land from the previous owner, the owner called and he said, before you dig into the ground, Call me for permission. I'll tell you where you can and cannot. Nowhere have I heard that and not thought, they're hiding something in the ground. Or maybe there's something down there. Maybe there's some um, methane gas that they didn't test for. This was 1996. There's probably not a test that would find it. And that's, I don't know, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Imagine you buy property and the previous owner calls you and tells you, hey, do not fucking dig in the ground without telling me. What are you hiding, buddy? What's in there? Beer squeaking at my chair. I got my old one back. Let's see. Although skeptical, my first thought was that it's possibly an elaborate cart and railway system. A lot of people always hear these paranormal things and they start saying, oh, it's the government hiding stuff from us. But I mean, this was a private billionaire that went out there. No one stopped them. I'm just saying, you can still go out there and look at it today. There's actually a lot of people in the comments of this video talking about how they live in the area and they went there to visit it themselves. And they were, they were still creeped out about it. A lot of people have the same idea where you go there and it's a hotbed for paranormal activity, specifically UFO stuff, which... I don't want to sound like a crazy person. I, I don't really believe in UFOs. I believe there's life out there, but I doubt that it's fucking UFOs and stuff like that. Um, here's the thing, right? Utah is a hotbed for UFO sightings. I don't know if you guys knew that, but if you go to Utah, there's at least, I think like four out of, okay, like five out of 10 people will tell you they saw some lights in the sky and stuff. That's not, um, entirely uncommon down there but the thing is i don't know why in this specific location it happens the most that's one of the things that i was interested in i was mostly interested because of the name skinwalker ranch i know what a skinwalker is i've never seen one i've heard stories i know their uh their origin stuff i mean not their origin i know their origin is uh, native americans that's hard to debate but 
why is Utah like why do people from Utah have nothing <laughs> nothing better to do than to look up at the sky you know they're always like oh I saw this alien life force uh, they were sucking off my dog or some stupid shit I don't know but um, I'm more interested in how Terry Sherman actually ran after some and then they flew up like I, I, I don't get it there's got to be something there because the thing is out here where I live anyway uh, I work night shift, so I'm always seeing shit in the sky, but it's never anything paranormal. I'm not gonna go like say, oh, I saw an alien. Like every now and then I'll see something blink or disappear, or I'll see a shooting star and I'll be like, yeah, that's fucking cool. I remember one night I started counting them just to be sure. Um, I counted eight, uh, eight shooting stars. And one of them was really weird because I remember um, I was driving on the Route 96 near, um, near Corcoran. I saw a really bright light in the sky and then it shut off. Um, but the thing is, whenever they're shooting stars, they always do that. Every now and then, you get a shooting star that gets too close to Earth's atmosphere and it just burns up in the sky and makes a really bright light. That's common, people. That just happens. It's science. That's why I see these things and I get skeptical about them, but they're still fun to talk about, you know? This is something that really puts the skeptics at their limits because they see this and first they're creeped out. It's human nature to be scared of things that we don't understand, but it's important that we try to understand them anyway. That's why I look at, um, what was his name again? Robert Bigelow. I see him as the hero of the story. I know it's weird siding with the billionaire being who I am, um, but I feel like he is kind of the, the hero of the story because the thing is, he went out, spent a lot of his money on all these scientists to try to figure out what was going on. Did they? I don't think they did. In fact, a lot of them left not skeptics anymore. Like, after they left, they were like, okay, shit, something's actually going on here. But I, I probably still would have retained my skepticism after this. I believe in stuff, you know? I believe, oh, we're not alone in the universe. But I don't believe that it's all happening in some guy's backyard in Utah. I highly doubt that. Oh my fucking god, I knew it! Okay, so, Robert Bigelow was a billionaire, right? And here's the thing. Robert Bigelow made his money in real estate. Does that bring any red flags? This is where the skeptic in me starts coming out again. Robert Bigelow probably saw these people scared of random shit in their backyard and took the opportunity to buy the property because that's exactly what NIDS did. NIDS is the name of the company that um, that he eventually ran. That was uh, the team of scientists. And I don't know, Matt. <laughs> he just bought the land from scared people. The man's a fucking genius. Financial and kind of evil. Actually, very evil, but I don't know. Okay, Robert Bigelow. If you just bought the land because they were scared and you na you made a team of scientists um, to make some random doodads and stuff and to do random tests, you're a genius. But at the same time, I okay, now, now that I think about it, NIDS probably costs more than buying the property. <laughs> okay. See, that's what I mean. You gotta have an open uh, open mind with these things, but at the same time, the skeptic it's, the skeptic side of me just won't shut up. Uh, especially because some of the members of, um, let's see, National Institute for Discovery Science. Some of the members, when they were testing out some of the stuff in the, in the land, two of them in particular actually had um, they had an experience together. They were both in the same field and one of them started smelling a musky odor. He thought it was himself at first, which I think it was funny. He probably lifted his arm, smelled his armpit. Fucking sick ass bastard. Um, and after he did that, he had this looming presence. Basically, the hairs on the back of his neck started standing up and he felt like something invisible was behind him. Like imagine you're in a crowded area and someone just stands behind you. You know that feeling, right? Um, now imagine that same feeling, but it's just you and the person behind you in the middle of an empty field in Utah. Does not sound good, does not bode well for him. I, I think any person in his position would probably be scared. But the thing is, when he asked his coworker, he said, did you feel that too? I think that's creepy. One of the, one of the signs of a skinwalker is the fuckers are invisible and you'll be able to smell them. Um, Basically, they'll smell like either rotting flesh or <laughs> I guess someone who hasn't showered in a while. I don't know. That's kind of sad. I mean, 
knowing that, I'll, I'll probably walk into some anime convention or somewhere, some Super Smash Brothers convention, and I'll just smell the air. Skinwalker, they're everywhere. Nah, some of these guys just don't shower. You ever been to a convention? It's really gross sometimes. <laughs> a lot of people everywhere don't know what deodorant is. Something that personally made me really upset when I was um, discovering this and reading into the, the Skinwalker Ranch incident was Terry had three dogs with him. Uh, when they discovered something, they ran after it. Emphasis on had, because the thing is, when the dogs didn't come back, like uh, basically they ran at something they couldn't see. All he heard after that was the three dogs crying and then silence. And the next day, they went out there and they found three mangled pieces of flesh on the ground. That's all that was left of the dogs. I'm a skeptic, but even that would make me shit my pants. I mean, no joke. If uh, I've got five dogs. I love every single one of them. Every time I come home from work, I pick each one up, give them a little kiss on the forehead, pet them, play with them a bit, and then I go to bed. One of those motherfucking dogs got touched by a skinwalker. I'm going medieval on their asses. I don't give a fuck. I'll get a priest holy water, put it in a squirt gun. Fucking go, baby. Jesus, they really went up there, didn't it? Oh, man. Hearing that makes me so upset because something else also happened at work today. Someone... Some motherfucker. Someone came with their truck. And they dropped off two stray dogs. I feel so bad for those dogs. Uh, before I even before I even left because I had already punched out for work I, I already clocked out of work and everything I looked around to see who would want the dogs I do not love like I do not um, I can't underestimate my love for animals and I don't know hearing this story really got to me too and also the fact that at work someone just abandoned dogs in front of me they were great dogs but I've already got plenty of dogs so I can't I can't do that I feel, um, I feel terrible for those dogs. I would have taken them home in a heartbeat, but I already have too many. Um, and then I see this, um, the Skinwalker story. I know I'm going back and forth in here. Just bear with me. But that's, um, that should give you a taste on where I'm coming from, because I love animals. And nature. Stuff like that. Uh, so I hear Terry trying to just fucking, just trying to fucking farm cattle, you know? Like, he just, he's out there and aliens and shit all dealing with it that sucks i think the weirdest part about okay i keep saying that weird shit happened period <laughs> i guess that's how i could put it there's really not much i could say about it I, I mean, it sound like a broken record here like oh what happened next this day um terry was taking a shit fucking got up looked in the toilet and it disappeared Ooh, magic fucking terry man you probably just had a clean pinch i don't know man if your wife's cheating on you the guy's just fucking with you while you're behind your back i really shouldn't be talking like this i don't know this guy <laughs> damn knowing knowing terry has a, an array of weaponry it probably pissed off the wrong guy just now but wherever you are terry i hope you're doing fine um uh i, I hope you get some sage and like burn it because i heard that works you know I, I i think about that how lucky we are nowadays because the thing is even back then paranormal stuff happened there was no way to record it there was no way to put up cameras there was no things where you can like Google stories of uh, people going through the same shit, how they got rid of it. But there really is no conclusion of this story. It's open-ended as fuck and it still happens to this day. Things are happening there right now. So if you're a skeptic like me and you got money and you, you wanna go out there and try to see if you could document some of the weird shit that's going on. If you live in Utah, by the way, get up there. I want you to I want you to go up there and tell me what you find. And even if you're just near, uh, what's it called? If you're near Western Wyoming, you can actually travel there. It's about less than a two-hour drive. I was looking at the map, and I was remembering just how just how far it is from Cheyenne. It's really far from Cheyenne, so if you're from Cheyenne, don't go there. I like how I say Cheyenne, 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 whatever. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know, man. This this story appeals to me because paranormal stuff happens all the time around here but me being a skeptic i always try to um, you know rationalize things i've never been the type of person to just say aliens did it because i don't believe that shit um but this is the first time i hear about a skinwalker doing all these things um they also say oh it could be aliens um 
uh, that's, that's, that's probably from all the fucking lights I keep seeing. But again, lights happen all the time. It's If you're out at night, you see a light. That's the thing. It's just, you never know what it is. If one guy held a flashlight and he turned it off and he walked, let's say, two miles um, down, down, let's say I'm on a completely flat path. There's nothing obstructing me. There's no trees or anything. And a guy walks two miles away from me. If he turns a flashlight on in my direction, I might be able to see it still. And the thing is, the, the, any source of light, I mean, that happens all the time. Have you seen electricity in the wild? Have you seen what thunder does in nature? It comes out of nowhere. Sometimes it doesn't make that much noise. So you never know what it is. But this story just stand out to me. I just really liked it. Um, I spent all day just watching it. And then reading the comments. Reading the comments of the video is really fun because a lot of people from Utah are coming out saying no one fucks with that ranch. But I, I encourage you to, I don't know, do your own research. Find it. I just thought this was a cool topic to start October with because um, the spooky month is upon us. The haunting hour and so forth. Whatever. You know that cold spot still in the corner of my room. <laughs> okay. It might honestly just be because it's colder, period, you know? But why just that corner? I'll throw some holy water in the corner and see what fucking happens. Uh, anyway, that's... Nah, that's not even going to do it for this. You know what? Fuck it. Let me do some more research. I'll throw some stuff your way. You tell me what it is or what it isn't. What? Okay, so another thing Terry did that I'm actually surprised about. Well, uh, there's, a, there's an event that happened where the NIDS and Terry both went out in a truck and they actually saw some eyeballs in a tree now if you're a hunter you know what that means you know it's an animal staring at you and um if you have any source of light it's reflecting out of their eyes so that's what it meant terry immediately got a fucking rifle and shot it my man terry i don't know who you like god damn bro you you got you got some balls dude if i were in your situation i'd just be watching it i would assume it was an owl until they, he shot it, he hit it, he heard a loud thud, and then it fell and it hit the ground. They immediately got in the truck, they drove towards it, and they, they could see um, they could see branches that were broken and stuff. And a spot on the ground that looked like something had just fallen on it. Like a person or a, a really, really big animal, basically. They got there, and nothing was there. And then one of the NIDS members actually looked forward and they said, I see it, and they started running after it. But before they did that, they first spread out because they're smart, you know. They um, they spread out about five meters apart from each other. And they uh, they did what's called combing an area. Uh, again, any hunter knows what I'm talking about. When you guys spread five feet apart. Five feet apart? No, five, um, I'd say 25 feet apart. And you all walk in the same direction to make sure that if there's an animal that's wounded there, one of you is going to see it. Terry saw it again and he fired two more shots at it. All the NIDS members ran towards him and then the animal disappeared. Fuck, man. God damn. I, I, have, um, I have no explanation for that. But the thing is, now, there is... Um, uh, after that, that kind of made me... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm dumbfounded right now, basically. Because at first, it was just Terry saying all these things. And his wife and his kids. And then the NADS members weren't seeing too much. But the more they were there, the more stuff they started to see. And at this point, they finally saw a physical animal eyeballs looking at them although you know quote-unquote animal heavy quote on animal uh, i think now's a good time to probably admit this i'm i do believe in skinwalkers i don't believe in aliens that's for sure i don't believe in humanoid aliens you know the the things that we see in media all the time where it's an animal with a like a it's like a humanoid with a big head and black eyes i don't believe in that but I do believe in skinwalkers because the United States, and this is um, from my personal experience, is fucking massive. There's definitely an animal out there we've never seen before. I I strongly believe that we missed one, you know? That's all I believe it is. I do believe that if a skinwalker does exist, it's just an animal we haven't discovered yet. This is probably an animal from a different fucking realm. I'm gonna sound crazy talking about that shit. Oh well. Well, it's out there already. That's, that's impressive to me that Terry has the balls to just shoot at it, whatever, like, no matter what it is. If it was me, I would have called out going, hey, 
If you're a homeless guy, put walk towards us real slowly. Because that's the thing. You're most likely going to encounter um, other people. Even if you're in the middle of nowhere, you're definitely going to see another person. My poor co-worker experienced that the hard way. Here's, um, here's another thing. Utah, they, they like their guns. <laughs> they really do. Uh, Utah is the first place where I went to and you could buy bullets at a gas station. I only saw, uh, what's it called? 22 rounds, which aren't that big. They're basically advanced pellets. But they'll kill. I mean, they'll definitely work. I'm hearing buzzing now and that just fucking creeped the shit out of me, dude. My dog started barking at something and I heard buzzing. Ugh. I try to be skeptical, but sometimes things just make you, um, they make you think. Okay, this is fucking bullshit, dude. Okay, um, I mean, I say that, but I keep watching. <laughs> Further into the story, Mike, one of the people from NIDS, actually sees something in the distance. He sees a bright light, but here's the thing, right? It's not a light. It's an energy tunnel. That's what he says. That's how he describes it. Basically, it's a tunnel. And he sees someone crawling out of it. Complete black figure. Crawling on its arms and legs. Like um, like it's coming out of a tunnel. Um, Mike, I don't know who you are, but I need you on the podcast to tell me what you saw. Because in detail, you don't really go too much into detail in the story. Um, what the fuck did you see? That, that's that's creepy as hell. That's beyond belief right there. <laughs> are we in the alone? Nah. Are we alone in the universe? Probably not, but I highly doubt. Okay, I'm starting to not no longer highly doubt. Um <laughs> God damn, bro. Some of these things put little chills up my spine because I hear them and they're just they're just so hard to believe, but there's so many people talking about it that you never know. Especially this thing. I mean, even during the recording, some shit has happened. I'm not going to say that I'm nervous, but I live alone, so, I mean, you know. Fucking, oh my god. Okay, I just peeked out of the corner of my eye. There was some clothing piled up. It looked like a face, and I turned around. It's just my pants. I got scared of my own pants. Thanks, Mike. Fucking bastard. <laughs> oh my god. I got to quit doing this. I got to quit being a little B-word little I mean, that's a little bitch um i i would go more into detail but honestly these people do it way better i just wanted to enlighten you people on this topic because i thought it was pretty cool um and entertaining and it does go with the fact that it's october it's a spooky month if you want to scare people check out this documentary by jeremy campbell um the hunt for the skinwalker it's based on what calm keller and george knapp um let's see they, um, Com Keller and George Knapp both did a, a similar, a similar thing where they both went up there. It seems like a lot of people have really beat a dead horse at this point. Like, they've all gone to this location, they looked at shit, and they've actually gotten stuff on film. Which, on a podcast, obviously I can't show you these things, you know? You can only hear my voice. Um, but if you want to actually see stuff, go to Hunt for the Skinwalker. Like, look it up on YouTube fucking hulu i don't care just look it up this thing is awesome um it's great you're gonna hear some audio in the background right now most of this video evidence was rejected by the net's advisory board yeah yeah, yeah whatever majority of the recording took place at night captured the most common phenomenon which was the orbs of light see that's the problem is um that's what i don't believe if someone shows me a recording of some paranormal stuff and it's just like lights in the distance and they fly up and stuff you could do that with a firework have you ever shot a roman candle into the air that's what they do i'm not talking about the ones that pop or explode there's some roman candles where you shoot them in the air it's just a ball of light that shoots upward it wasn't as easy to do back then but i i guarantee you could probably like oh man they didn't have any back then did they i was gonna say you could tie a flashlight to a drone and just fly it straight upwards but this was in 1996 and looks like it went all the way up to 2008. Which, hey, that that was actually a while ago. That's kind of sad, right? Um, 2008 was 13 years ago. I hate to make some of you guys feel old. Holy shit, that was a while back. This topic is interesting, but I can only go so far into it audio-wise. You, you guys gotta see it for yourself. 
Uh, anyway, that's that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. I would have gone more into detail. It's definitely more interesting than some of the other stuff I've talked about. This thing can warrant an entire an entire season on its own, really. That is, if big if if I go out there and see it myself. I never believe things when I see it recorded because I've seen how good we've gotten at Photoshop and editing videos. It's it's easy to fake a lot of stuff. Um, when I was a kid, I would always watch these documentaries of paranormal stuff happening. And as I got older, I started seeing, how do I make one? And a lot of people started giving me these, um, these answers. A lot of YouTubers, a lot of videos started coming out, how to fake things, how to edit things. And that's, um, I'm not gonna say it demotivated me, but it definitely made me more of a skeptic. Now, every time I see something recorded, I don't believe it. If I see it in person, I tend to not believe my eyes either. I gotta go and I gotta touch it. You know, I gotta see it. I gotta experience it um, firsthand, which I did once when I was younger. That's, I mean, I was gonna say it warrants its own podcast, but if I'm being honest, I could summarize it really fast. I'm gonna do it right now before the, for the last nine minutes. Um, when I was a kid, I had a cousin that lived in town, and he had um, he had a really small house. It wasn't that bad. It was nice. Um, in his brother's room, they would often see these orbs of light that would hover around. They wouldn't do anything, but they would just hover around. They were a looming presence, so to speak. It would make the room a bit colder, and they were just they were just there. One time, my uh, my older cousin got um, this was back in the days of flip phones. You guys remember BlackBerry? <laughs> you guys remember all those old phones? That's um, around the period of time. I don't remember the year. I think I was like 10 years old, which would have been 14 years ago. So around the same time as uh, some of the shit in this video happened that I'm watching. Um, it was just orbs of light that would hover around the room and they'd make the room colder. People thought, oh, it's a life force of someone who died or it's an energy source. I didn't believe that because it's very easy to, to fake. I remember seeing some videos of how to do that but that was years after i discovered it back then i was i wasn't a skeptic i believed anything you would tell me now because of that i don't believe anything you tell me honestly i could be there and i'd be like it's fake fuck you you know that's that's my mentality that's what i'm working on uh but at the time it was it was really exciting to see but the thing is it wasn't a one-off occurrence weirdly enough i never told my cousin about it but what happened at that point was that happened in his house. But then the same occurrence happened in multiple other homes in this town. Uh, little orbs of light would just float around a room. They wouldn't do anything. They would respond if you talk to them, but they wouldn't make any sound. It's kind of like they would bob up and down and then they'd disappear. They didn't make any noise. They were just light. And they didn't emit any light of their own. They were just like, um, I guess if you pointed a flashlight at a wall, but way, way dimmer. Like, I would say the way to put it was, okay, grab a flashlight, not an LED one, but just an old fashioned flashlight. Put a single piece of white paper over it, turn off the lights, that's kind of what you would see. Now that I think about it, that's probably how they faked the fucking video. God damn it. You guys, you know how many times I was fucking pranked when I was a kid? I had a bag of shit thrown at my face. <laughs> I don't know why I'm putting that in. You know what, it's staying in. I'm not editing that out. Um, well, that, that's, that's, I've, I've quote unquote ended this podcast like twice, but I just have so much more to talk about this week. More interesting shit has happened finally. Um, the mundane shit is over. Uh, the other day, this is just off topic, but the other day I woke up and there was ash covering my car. Uh, all over, not just mine, but my mom and dad's as well. They, um, the fires are getting close. That's all I'm saying. Um, and again, to those people dealing with the California wildfires, um, I hope you're safe. I hope you get evacuated in time. And I hope, to the love of God, that those fires miss your home. You know, I hope that nothing of yours gets destroyed or anything. I hope nothing bad happens to you people. I wish the best for all of you. Seriously. And if you made it to the end, I do appreciate you guys making it to the end, watching this video. Um, the fuck am I saying? Listening to this podcast. God damn it. See, I'm already in YouTube mode. I'm starting to think of making my own YouTube channel. 
but no. That's not gonna happen. I'm very camera shy. The moment a camera's on, I'm just gonna look at it and be like, you know, stutter a bit. Um, but yeah, for those people um, near the wildfires, I hope you guys get out safe. And one of my buddies is currently in New Mexico. I wish him the best. Um, looks like your band is doing way better than mine ever did because we never even made a song. And let's see here. What are we at? Five minutes. Fuck. We gotta fill in the time somehow. Uh, let me read weird statistics about owls. I'm gonna fill you in on some knowledge. Did you know that owls, most of them have asymmetrical ears where one is diff- one- Fuck. <laughs> okay, one ear, let's say the right ear, is higher than the one on the left. And that's done on purpose so they can pinpoint the location of sound because they can't actually make, um, they can't pinpoint it with their eyes, obviously. I mean, they got good eyesight, but they need their ears too so they can pinpoint it. Speaking of which, the eyes of an owl are are not actually true eyeballs. They're actually tube-shaped, so they can't move their eyes. If an owl is looking at you, it's basically, instead of eyeballs that can move around, like ours, we can roll our eyes and shit, do all that stuff. Owls can't do that. They have tubes for eyes, which is really weird to say. Also, owls can rotate their necks 270 degrees. That's weird, right? But the way they could do that is they have a blood pooling system that collects blood to power their brains and eyes when the neck moves so much that they cut off circulation. So they can move their head like that, hold it for a little bit, and then they move it back, and then they'll be fine. That's how owls do it. I know you people know that owls can rotate their heads. It's one of the main facts everyone knows about them. But I did not know that they have a blood pool system where they rotate their head and they actually cut off circulation of their heart, but their brain and their eyes will still be just fine because they have that system, they have that backup power, they have that fucking backup generator in their brain. These men are geniuses. <laughs> also, a group of owls is called a parliament. That, that's, I thought that was funny. Owls hunt other owls, I didn't know that. Great horned owls are the top predator of, those, of the top predator of smaller barred owls. Great horned owls are fucking scary. That's so mean, fuck owls. Why am, I, why am I so mad about owls? They didn't do anything. Shut up. The tiniest owl in the world is the elf owl. It's only six inches tall. It weighs about one and a half ounces. So for some of you stoners out there, that's about um, one hit of marijuana. <laughs> I don't fucking know. The northern hawk owl can detect primarily by sight a bull to eat up a half mile away. That's fucking good actually imagine imagine a burrito farts half a mile away you could fucking run after it and eat it that's basically what the northern hawk owl can do what can you do huh can you can you hear an owl what okay no um barn owls swallow their prey whole skin bones and everything they can also eat up to 1,000 mice a year so if, if you want if you want to get rid of uh, rats just just buy a fully grown barn owl it's uh, so win-win right there. It's funny. There's a lot of fun facts on this thing, but one of the things that that they don't mention that even I know about is that owls don't make noise when they when they fly. Owls can fly completely silently. The sound that you hear if they jump off a tree is the branch rattling. That's it. Their their wings make no sound. Seriously, look it up. It's really cool. If an owl is making sound, it's definitely not their wings. They probably just had a little bit of a, a little bit of lunch. Yeah, that's good enough. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna end this episode like one minute early, anyways, because there's not much to talk about. In fact, I had to pad the time with fucking owl facts, which is embarrassing. But happy October for everyone, uh, for everyone listening. It's the first of the month today, and that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, my Instagram DMs are open. I now changed my Instagram name. It is now. Meat Wheat Pod. If you're looking for me on Instagram, it's Meat Wheat Pod. Uh, it's spelled the same way as the podcast. I'm pretty much gonna focus entirely on on the podcast on my uh, on my Instagram. Also, I'll post memes. 90% memes, like 10% of the podcast, um, stuff like that. I'm gonna try to collaborate with more people because I have noticed that it's more fun if I just collaborate with other people. Also, thank you people for making one of my um, one of my episodes the most heard, which is out of 
uh, out of state truck driving, which I'm gonna have to continue honestly. But to make it more interesting, I'm gonna bring in more people uh, to collaborate with them. I already have one person in mind, um, and he's definitely down to do it. So the moment I can, I'm getting my equipment over to his house, and we're gonna record there. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Uh, does need sound deafening and everything, but. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. See ya.